and I have to remind them sometimes this is a family business. Okay. You could be flipping pizza, but instead you're smiling for a camera. Okay. This is our family business. What up, my people? Welcome back to Call Your Girls with Kels and Kat. We are so excited to be with you today yet again. Um, <laughs> how are you doing today, Kat? <laughs> I'm well. I, guys, I have to wear these fucking headphones when we record and they give me such a burning headache and Kelsey has found a way to have a mic where she doesn't have to wear headphones. Some people just live better. You know what I mean? If you wanted to, you would. <laughs> Uh, I am the, um, I'm the sucky audio section of this partnership. No, um, but great. She's a sensitive ears, I guess. I literally do. I'm like the type of person that can't even wear like hats or headbands. Like, you know, when you feel like in high school, everyone would wear those like thick headbands at like the forefront of your hair. No, I would be popping like an aspirin every day. Cause I would have a headache just to like oh, wear the cool oh. headband. Your you poor know. ears. I know. I have a weak head, a weak ass head. <laughs> yeah, Kat and I were talking about this before the podcast, and I don't know if you guys concur. We have some of our like favorite creators that we follow, and we're just really confused because sometimes our favorite creators, like the ones we're ta- thinking of in our head, like they don't post as much anymore, like ever. And it's sad because like, I want to see what they're doing. And so we're over here. Like we li- I need to talk about this on the podcast. Cause like you guys, you know, understand we're over here. Like, why aren't they posting? Is everything okay? And two, like, how do they make money? Like, how are people making money that don't post like bloggers out there? Influencers. I know you guys may have some that are your favorite creators that like don't post. I'm just confused, like genuinely. Do you think they're selling feet pics? <laughs> Wait, no, I'm convinced that I'm convinced my one neighbor um, has an OnlyFans and I think that's great. Like, I hope they do, but I'm like very convinced and I'd like to make like a whole TikTok series about it. But I'm also like, that's probably a little, a little too personal and like a violation of rights. So. Wait, do you, how do you know that? Why do you think? Do you um, fuck, look in her window? Cause your windows are very like clear, see-through, but she's yeah. next door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Our windows are really big. You can all say right now, and we can talk about it at a later date is you see a lot through the windows and, um, yeah, I just have questions. That's all. I literally genuinely just have questions. So, so for people out there, you know, that have these online personas and aren't sharing, I I'm just curious too. We actually have a guest today who is, incredible we work her off and right like that's what i mean like is is posting like 30 times a day like it's a very it's a very different thing um but i don't know i mean just as a side note do you feel like kels because you did like a q a last week and someone said like i wish you would post more and you were like i'm here every day (laughs) like what is enough I did one of those anonymous Q&A boxes and it was the most interesting q and I've ever done in my entire life. So I really recommend trying a cap, but like you make yeah. it some rude ones. See, so, I'm weak though. Like I can't do that. <laughs> There's one person that was like, you say you're busy all the time, but like, what do you do? I was like, girl, I wish you could follow me for a day. I, we do shit that like, you can't even like, you can't even explain like, why are you doing that? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Cause I have to, mm-hmm. I don't know. One day we should get into a podcast episode of like, I don't know Damn all life. You could literally talk about every single thing we do, but, um, the one person that said, I'd love to see you on your stories more. I feel like they meant 
So I don't know if you guys follow, you probably do follow like Danny Austin. Danny Austin's really good at this. Um, Daryl Ann Denner's really good at this. Love them both. They're just really good at showing like every second. Yes. Like the little moments in their day where you just get to know someone's personality and you feel like they're your friend. I honestly do feel like I haven't been doing very good at that. Like when I come on, it's always like, okay, I'm I'm on to talk about this. And then we move on. And then we move on to the next subject. And if I'm ever in the moment of doing something and I think like, oh, I love this like perfume. I shared like a perfume today randomly. I was like, oh, I love this perfume. I use it all the time. Why do I never talk about it? In the past, sometimes I talk myself out of sharing it. Like I say like, okay, like maybe share it later when you have like your makeup on or share it later when your shit's, the lighting is better. Mm -hmm. Just decided and like told myself, like, I'm not going to care what the circumstances are. I'm just going to share it. And that's the content I think people want. It's just like authentic, real share, whatever, whenever, which I'm down with. I just, it's something I like constantly need to remind myself to do. For sure. And I also think it's a little exhausting in some ways too. Like I almost feel like you have to do it to the point of where it doesn't like mess with your like mental peace though. Cause I feel like for a long time I was sharing like a lot of like every little moment. And then I was like, why do I feel like I have to film every moment of my life? Like I can make toast and not share me buttering it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but no, you do make a really good point. And I think that's kind of a good tip too, for, I noticed this on TikTok a lot. People will say like, don't have content, like just film yourself doing three things throughout the day. And you don't even necessarily need to like talk about it. It could just be like, you know, you could just like film a piece of content and then you could add a voiceover after, or you could just add like text on the screen. Um, I think there's just like a lot of ways now to make content that don't have to be so, I don't know thought out. You know what I mean? You don't have to be like seven shades of like hair and makeup ready. Oh, exactly. And I feel like, so today, um, our guests, we actually talk a lot about this. We are having Ruthie Ridley on the podcast today. Ruthie is the cutest ever. She is a blogger started in 2015, ended up going full-time in, I think she said 2020. She is on TikTok. She's on Instagram and soon to be YouTube. She has amassed an audience on Instagram of over 130,000 followers. And she shares fashion. She shares mid-sized fashion. She shares a lot of travel content and she shares her adorable family. Um, she has some preteens and teenagers, which is really fun. I feel like we don't really see a lot of bloggers who are that open with their children of that age, which is why I love her and keep listening on the episode. She talks a lot about her ideas of why she includes her kids in her job and that whole thing, which I've never heard an outlook like that. And Kat's favorite, she does these like really cute dancing videos, hashtag dancing with the Ridleys. And she got rhythm and her kids are in it and her husband's in it, whether he likes it or not, or whether he's good at dancing or not, he's in there and they are so cute. So I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, Welcome Ruthie to the podcast. Hey Ruthie, how are you girl? Thanks for being on the Call Your Girls podcast. We're so excited to have you. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm doing good. What an honor. Thank you guys for having (laughs) me. Oh my God. You're so sweet. She comes on like looking like glowing. Her background is super cute. She's like, (laughs) no, I I don't know. Maybe this is recorded. I'm like, not sure. Oh no, bro. You're (laughs) good. Usually, you know, I know we honestly should film a little bit of like the back behind the scenes, but also like, it's nice to, if you're running late or you just like, it's a computer day, you know, you don't have to feel pressured to like look any certain way, but I do love being on TikTok and seeing like the podcast videos come up. Yeah. Yeah, Which I get. I've made the mistake before of not 
showing up like really ready. And then they <laughs> use the clips like on stories and all this stuff. And I'm like, no, there's I know, nothing right? worse. I had like a brand call once and I really was under the impression that it was a call and it was not. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. so sweaty. Like it's, you remember those times, you know, cause you think like, oh my God, they think I look like this all the time. Like, <laughs> no, literally. No, they, they think I look homeless, but that's fine. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like that happens often for brand calls. Like I always just assume it's a video call. So like I'll hop on and I'll look nice, nice. and put together nice. and right. they won't have their videos on. They'll be like, I'm so sorry. I, I look a mess today. Like my hair's a mess. I'm like, bro. <laughs> oh, it's so frustrating. We've communicated that. Like- <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about you today because your platform is the best. Like you are so cute. You do such a good job at showing your actual personality and who you are on your platform. I feel like that is so hard to do. So good for you. Okay. So before we get into it, why don't you share a little bit just about yourself and your background for our audience who may not follow you? It's like good for me to be here today because Instagram is sucking the life out of me. So for you to just say that is just so encouraging. So I actually was a nurse for 17 years. I left high school early. I was kind of one of those go-getters. I knew what I wanted to do. So I left, I became a nurse at 19. I have been nursing forever. And then in 2020, I was doing this and nursing and it just became too much because I had been doing, you know, content creation essentially for five years, plus going, you know, shooting on lunch breaks, shooting after, you know, after work on the weekends. And finally I talked to a couple friends and they're like, how much money are you making? And I kind of broke everything down and they're like, I think it's time for you to take the leap and you'll have more just capacity to really focus on it. And so I left in 2020 and it was the best decision um, because, you know, jobs just started coming in and I was able to focus on things. But most of all, I have teenagers now, I have one and then two preteens and it's just that I want to be around. I think it's like, yes, when they're little, you should be around, but now it's like really, really, really important. So I think that's, Wait, so- I love, that's a good point. I've never heard anyone say that. Can you elaborate on that a little more? Yeah. I think that you don't want to miss milestones, obviously when the mm-hmm. kids are little, I think it's important. Um, Unfortunately, I was working like three jobs. We were always poor. My husband literally just figured out what he wanted to do with his life. He's in law enforcement in 2018. So prior to that, we were, you know, kind of passing ships, you know, I'd work nights, days, whatever. And so I didn't see every waking moment of my children's lives when they were little, but I was providing for them. They had, you know, diapers on their butts and they had you know, formula. Now, as they get older and they are forming friendships and relationships and like learning about life, I think it's so much more important for me to be present and be able to have those sit down conversations like, oh my gosh, tell me about Lucy. Tell me about, you know, that crush. I want to know. No hate on my parents. It was just a totally different generation. They didn't want to know anything. Just act right, do right, Mm -hmm. get good grades. We're also immigrants. I was born in Jamaica. So coming here, your primary focus in life should be success. And so they didn't care about the personal stuff, but my kids, it's so important for me to be present right now. And so to have a job like this, where I can kind of most of the times, unless I have a brand who kind of tries to run my life, Mm -hmm. I can make, you know, call the shots. 
For sure. It's so nice to see too, your kids probably see your joy. You know what I mean? All the joy that you get out of doing this as opposed to, I'm sure you obviously love nursing too, but I feel like that I don't know. It just seems so difficult from my perspective. It seems so easy to burn out because you are just dealing with, you know, people's emotions and lives every single day. Not that this job isn't taxing, but I feel like, I don't know, you must just feel like a little lighter and that must be kind of nice for them too. I do. I do. And just especially stressful toward the end. It's funny because I feel like, you know, I'm a big time faith type of person, but I feel like things happen for a reason. And I feel like I was almost pushed out of that situation because it was supposed to be a job I could have retired from in nursing. It was a work from home job. Mm -hmm. I should have had flexibility, but the woman I was working with was totally psychotic. She was like in her fifties, very controlling. I just had Mm -hmm. no life with it. And my kids and my husband for sure saw the stress of like, mom is always breaking down. Like, and it shouldn't be that way. But I think it was difficult because it forced me to take that leap. If it was easy, I would have still been there trying to juggle both. And I wouldn't be able to reach any type of potential in this. Can you explain a little bit of why you originally started sharing on social media and like what you started sharing first? I had two blogs prior that were unsuccessful. So I did one that was so embarrassing. It was called F It with Ruthie, Food, Fashion, Fitness, and Fun. Oh, cute. Mad at my <laughs> friends for letting me choose that name. Coming up with logos in Facebook and never stopping me. They're all fired. So that was the first That's one. a good friend. <laughs> I'm yeah. dead. Food, fit, fashion, fitness, fun. And that didn't go anywhere. Because I was really trying to do too much. I was mm-hmm. trying to do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of went through a weight loss journey. I was big time into clean eating, gained all that weight back. But anyways, I was you know, into clean eating. So I wanted to document the whole thing and help other people clean right. it. So that whatever, failed. I was like, you know what though? We had just moved to California. Again, young kids having to work 60 hour weeks but having this huge desire in my heart for a creative outlet, I'm a creative, like whatever way that looks, maybe you're a makeup artist, maybe you are like an artist with your hands, maybe you do clay, whatever. I had this itch to create. And um, so what I basically did, because I had no money, extremely poor, even though I was a nurse, didn't matter. I could only work so much having kids and I started thrifting and consigning. So um, in 2014, I started thrifting, consigning. I don't know if you guys know the blogger, Shalice Noel. (laughs) She was huge at the time and like the only blogger I knew. Um, And then uh, obviously found, and she was into thrifting. And then um, Brittany Xavier, who was thrifting threads. I was following her. So some of those OGs really inspired me to, okay, I can document this. And it was like literally the photos where you take the camera of the phone and, you know, from over your head and yep. you see. <laughs> And I said, you know what? I started to pray because I was like, you know, everything I've done before has failed. So I don't want to start something again and just be a total failure. And so I felt like deep in my heart, I started in September, 2014. I felt like it was important for me to be as consistent as I could, even if that meant one post a week on Instagram with my little fashion posts, just be consistent. So that's what I did. And then I said, if I can do that, then I can start in January. And I officially started my blog in January. But of course, like I said, we had enough money to 
pay the rent. So I was literally consigning and repurposing clothes to get my content at the time. I love I that like you just like took it and made it work too, though. Cause a lot of people, I feel like we talk about this all the time, Kels, like they feel like they have to be in the perfect position to start something, which I think is like literally never the case. And I also feel like the fact that you're so candid about like having failures, like we all do, I think once you're successful, I'm sure this has happened to you, right? Like when you tell people you're full-time now and you're not nursing anymore, people are probably like, wow, you're so lucky. And it's like, you fail a lot before you succeed. And I think it's how you handle that failure. Like I'm so impressed by how you were like, all right, I'm going to do this again and I'm going to make it work. Like, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, I'm feeling kind of that shift in that, like, okay, you know, that, that kind of desire not to put all your eggs in one basket. Right. So I, I'm sure you girls are on TikTok working over there. Um, Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like we, we, we do what we got to do and, and things have changed so much. We could talk to her blue in the face of it, but just not taking setbacks and saying, well, then it's over. I give up, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You always have to kind of adjust to like what's happening in the world. We were literally just having this conversation right before we hopped on with you is that like, we don't feel like this industry is ever going anywhere. It's just going to completely change and change and adjust. And if the people who love doing it really want to continue doing it, then they just have to, you know, figure it out. But I think that's super admirable about, and says a lot about you as a person that you literally were like, I don't care if I failed once. I don't care if I failed twice. Like I'm going for it. You literally were like, F it. <laughs> yeah. Literally, literally. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Because I loved it that much. And I do love this. I think like I keep kind of going back to, I think there's certain things that do suck the joy out of it. But I think <laughs> that as a creator and as someone who does love what they do, you have to find your peace and you have to find ways to create balance and just trust that it'll all work out. But also, like you said, be willing to pivot where you need to pivot. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I think that's the biggest lesson I've learned online is like, I feel like in a lot of jobs, I don't know that you like know, you almost, I feel like some jobs when you get hired, you know that your role is going to be pretty similar the year, you know, the next year and the year after that. I feel like in this industry, it's always changing, but it's kind of nice because when you adapt, you're like, oh, I did that. You know what I mean? Like TikTok used to like really scare me and now I love it. So it just feels nice, right? When you kind of like overcome that. It does, it does. Um, same boat. I think what basically happened is last year, um, you know, Instagram shifted and started really pushing videos, which we all have mm -hmm. to do now, unless you're so blessed to have um, <laughs> you know, a, a affiliate- Small fortune. Or, you know, whatever- feature yep. you have that dude you don't have that yet either neither do i <laughs> i have it i have it and i can confirm that it works to boost your post and i'm i think it's it's rude of instagram to not give it to everyone but as soon as you get that feature guys i ugh, can't use it it's it's it's, it's insane it's insane. One of my good friends, um, we, we like to collaballate and she's mm -hmm. like, I'm praying you to get this. Soon. She Seriously. has a fraction of the followers that I do. She's probably like around, you know, 60 K and incredible, yep. but I'm at like 130, and, um, she, uh, gets like almost a million reach on these photos. And I'm insane. like, or it's not even that I don't, I'd be happy with 20 K at this point. Oh yeah. You know, like that kind of feeling. It's just that as a creator and as a, I don't know if you guys are into the Enneagram at all, I'm a three and just needing that kind of like validation that someone's yeah. seeing what you do. 
Absolutely. Uh, exactly. I just want, I, we spend so much time kind of creating that you just want anybody to see it. Just yep. a exactly. <laughs> I would love to talk about this for a second because I feel this all the time that our followers are like our boss. Like we are looking for that like validation. Like, are you guys interested in this? Like, let me know if you want to see me do this, improve on this. And it's so frustrating whenever you know that your quality is as great as it was, if not better. And Instagram just is limiting the people that you're able to reach. It's rude. It's annoying. (laughs) (laughs) It's offensive. Infuriating. (laughs) Totally. It is so frustrating. So I'm sending so many fingers crossing your guys way because (laughs) I really hope you get that feature. Like they need to roll it out. Clearly it, you know, clearly it's a good feature because people also buy with it and it's easy. I I know everybody's experiencing a very weird week too. And I think they're doing so much on the back end. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just put something up. Of course it's sponsored. Of course. You know, no like on it. But you know, and it's fine. You kind of learn that that's just the way it is. Okay, with TikTok. So what happened is, you know, they switched their focus. And that's the thing with any job is that you have to be able to pivot and okay, now it's video, right? Mm-hmm. And TikTok was so overwhelming for me as well. Mm-hmm. And what I Definitely. you know, like anything else, it's like you kind of put your head down and say, I'm gonna go after this thing. And for two months, I posted three times a day and I found my people, which was very niche down, you know, was able to get to, I don't know, 10K, whatever. But it's like finding that once they get you in your little pigeonhole, um, but you kind of have to make up your mind and nothing comes easy, nothing worth it. Yep, for sure. I know whenever I started TikTok, I really leaned into the like body love and like mid-size fashion aspect that does huge on TikTok. And it sends you like, I think I literally at one point, and I do feel like the TikTok algorithm changed a lot over this point, but I gained like 60K in two days. I was shocked. But like literally just like mid-size blogger, like a bunch of hashtags, like mid-size queen, like size 10 fashion, like back to mine too, size 10. And that helped. They, there's a ton of them and they're older and they're younger and it's cool. The one thing I did want to talk about today, we have a lot of like aspiring bloggers and people that do listen to our podcast. Mm -hmm. You, like I said, do such a great job being super authentic and very outgoing whenever you're filming and recording on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Do you have one, have you always been like that? Or was that something that kind of when you started, you were like, I feel so uncomfortable on the camera. I need to get used to this. And do you have any tips for anybody listening on how to get more comfortable and be like their authentic self on camera? You know, my authentic self and your authentic self is going to be totally different, right? Mm -hmm. So I come with a lot of energy because in real life, I am the life of the party. I'm crazy. I'm totally insane. Again, back to the Enneagram three, they like, we like to appear like we have everything together. Mm -hmm. So it's a weird combination. So for people that don't know me, I'm like, I I want to appear like everything is da, 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 da. And I had to break that. I'm like, no, online, you know, people want to see who you are. And it took me a long time. I think I kind of shifted into that because I had to, Mm -hmm. because things were moving more into video. I realized that people love to see freedom. People love to see um, people who are not afraid to be weird and, and crazy and whatever. And I'm like, you know, sometimes I have to, have to ask myself, is this too much? But no, I'm going to be too much and you can be too much 
you know, for some people and it's just what others need for other, whatever is, you know, authentic for you be that way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, it, it might look completely different. Um, than it does for me. I feel like your dancing videos showcase that so much because you know, when you talk to people about like TikTok or reels, they're like, Oh, but I don't want to dance on camera. Like it makes everybody really nervous. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's exactly what you do. And you're so good at it. I literally found one of your videos through your dancing videos. It is, if you guys don't already follow Ruthie, just go look at her videos. You'll cry. Are you a dancer? Does your family dance? (laughs) You're you're so making my life right now. No, I'm not. And I'm really, I don't feel good at it. I've gotten better. My daughter, Savannah, who is my middle child. She's phenomenal. I have rhythm. So I can, whenever I I do outfit reels, I usually do dance to the beat. Yeah. Um, Just because it's just more interesting for me. It Sometimes it's like too much for people, you know, and sometimes I like to see it. I love to see it. it. If I'm too much, go find less. <laughs> no, seriously. Amen. Um, but my middle daughter, she's actually doing, we do dance Fridays a couple times a month. I did it every day for a year. And then I backed off. I'm not, sorry, not every day, every Friday for a year. I was like, wow. Dance <laughs> so, Fridays. And then now we do it once or twice a month. She'll do this Friday and she's just good. She can learn something very quickly. Um, the yeah. rest of us are literally just taking her lead. My husband, who's a cop, he jumps in on it. The others who are just like, we don't have any red on, they'll <laughs> jump in on it. Um, but it just, it's an expression of our joy and just like, <clears throat> we love to be together as a family. So it's just kind of like an outshoot of all that. So it's well, so fun I'm, to watch. I'm not a dancer though. I'm not good. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say it transfers so well online. Honestly, I feel like because, you know, this this industry is saturated. I mean, ever a lot of things are saturated. There's so many restaurants in the world, you know. So when people say, I don't know if I should start because it's saturated, I always refer to that. I'm like, well, there keeps coming more coffee shops up everywhere, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Obviously, we have our favorites. Um and I think that's one thing that you do that really well, that you kind of Sets take the try-ons. Yes. You take the try-ons, you take what you love to do, but you twist it in a fun way that one keeps people entertained and two makes you stand apart. So people, when they think of Ruthie, they think of, oh, she does the actual like really fun videos. Um, she's never just standing there posing, mm-hmm. which, you know, love that. I do it, but yeah. everybody does it. It's oh, boring yeah. as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you guys for the validation. You're welcome. Yeah, we'll give it to you. I, I needed it today. <laughs> if you need it. I thought, oh man, you know, I'm a little burnt out on video right now. Yeah. I think because last week I did probably, I don't know, six or seven. And so you just get tired and yeah. um, you run out of ideas. So oh, yeah. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Even like the day of when you were, when you're recording, like I filmed a YouTube video the other day. And it, you know, it was one project, but I was exhausted after it. It's Mm -hmm. just insane how, yes, we're being ourselves on camera, but at the same time, you still are like not acting, but you are still like, you know, if you're at a six, you need to be at like a 12. Exactly. (laughs) So it is crazy. Like people don't realize who don't create content, how much goes into every single piece of content we make. Oh, please. It's, 
Oh my gosh. It's awesome. And you, you bring your family into it, which is wild. Whole like, other I level. literally like, don't ask Jamie to be in a lot because I'm oh, like, man. I may oh, freak wow. out. Yeah. I mean, even this week I had been all, you know, Ben hadn't done a while, a lot with me for a while. And I said, look, okay, it's our anniversary and it's your birthday on Saturday. I need you to bring the acting. Okay. And then I need you to do a little bit of movement. Like he did a little video with me yesterday, which was hilarious because it's exactly who we are. Right. I'm over the top and he's like trying to keep me from getting into fights. Not really, but you know, like I'm always crazy. So, um, it's, it's definitely a lot more. I'm like tired after. And it's funny, um, Kelsey, that you mentioned YouTube because I do plan on launching a channel this year. I think that nice. it's just wise to not always put eggs in all one basket. Yep. Yeah. I think that's something too, that everybody is realizing, especially with like TikTok too. It's like, okay, I'm on Instagram. That's where my business is. I'm yep. clearly good at it. But now what do I do if one day my Instagram just decides to not work on me? Uh, I need to have backups, TikTok, YouTube. That's why I started it and it is a lot. So I do have a great video editor that I hire out. If you need recommendations, let me know. Incredible. I will be asking. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot to film it, especially yeah. vlog style. Yes. Oh, yeah. Film it. And then you have to literally spend hours rewatching all of that no, no, film. No. I don't even edit my reels. Good, oh, good for, for you. you. That's <laughs> we are taking a page out of your book. That is the right move. No, I have someone who edits yeah. my reels just so because it's, I'm tired. It's a lot. Tired it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to watch it 300 times. I mean, it's aggressive. I need fresh eyes. And then I can say, oh, that's slow. That's a little bit behind whatever. Mm-hmm. It takes the joy out of it. The editing piece for me. And when you're pumping out so much content, it's, it's tough. So mm-hmm. I can't imagine doing the YouTube style. Yeah. I mean, you got it, girl. You got it. Don't, <laughs> you could do it. I'm excited to watch. <laughs> are you going to think like, are you going to do a family kind of channel? Yeah, so I'm going to do two channels. So I'll have traveling with the Ridleys or something. We love to travel. Yeah, she and travel so, a ton. I'm jealous. You travel a ton. And so each of my kids actually love the camera and can say, hey, today we're going wherever. Yeah, that's amazing. One thing, yeah, Ben was saying was, you know, even when the kids age out, it's something mm-hmm. that we will always do. And so him and I can keep that channel going. I love He's that. like, you don't know if you're going to always want to do fashion. I'm like, oh, yeah. baby, I'll be doing this till I'm 90. <laughs> Have you exactly. seen me? <laughs> no, seriously. He's like, well, you'll do that alone. But um, with the traveling and all that, right. so that's what we want to launch this year. And then I want to do just one for my fashion, because I think that's yeah. something really easy that I love. I'm curvy. I'm not, I look different and I'm mm-hmm. like, I can just kind of capitalize on a few things and do shorts, for sure. but I want the graphics to look right. There's just so much that goes into yes, it. Yes, for sure. I was just going to bring up shorts. It's kind of insane. I like posted a random short. And if anybody doesn't know, it's, it's similar to like TikTok and reels. It's basically YouTube's version of TikTok. And I posted one and I usually get maybe like at most like two, 3000 views on a YouTube video. Yeah. My reel got like 11 K views. I was like, damn. Well, my short. Lot, yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I know. I don't know why I'm not posting on that. Probably because it's another thing to do, (laughs) but we'll get there. So you mentioned your kids. I would love to just talk a little bit about this because I know I, you know, we're going to probably have kids in the near future. And I think about this all the time on like how 
I'm going to integrate them in my platform, especially if they don't want to be on camera. Um, are your kids just naturally like you, like they just love the camera? Has it ever been hard? What's the deal there? So, so they just grew up in this. So this is yeah. all they know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, obviously there's days where we don't want to do it and, and that kind of thing. But what I've learned with my three is if I give them a heads up, hey guys, Tomorrow we're shooting with Hales. She'll be here at two o'clock. I need everyone showered. Here are the outfits. If I give them a heads up, they're great for mm-hmm. the most part. That's awesome. And I'm like, look, you guys want for nothing. You go to Disney for free. You, you know, <laughs> I'm like, this is, and I have to remind them sometimes this is a family business. Okay. You could be flipping pizza, but instead you're smiling for a camera. Okay. This is our family business. Okay. Hey, Not I love that. Burgers. Okay, I this absolutely is love that outlook. Yeah, it's a family business. You're so, so right. No, it is. Well, I mean, yeah. you're benefiting. Look at this house. Like uh-huh. I, you're benefiting oh, from the family yes. business and you need to contribute. I know that you might not love that. I'm not freaking pimping you out. This is right, not no. a Chris Jenner or whatever, no, which, you know, the, the <laughs> girls are happy. You know, the girls are doing great. You're like, I will do that if I need to. <laughs> I will. Okay. You will be on the runway. So, no, but it's like, I'm, you know. I have to put it in that perspective. And even Ben has gotten that. I mean, he's a cop with, he's a right. big guy. Right. He's, you know, got his friends and they make fun of him. And he's like, but <laughs> we go to Turks and Caicos for free. We d-. It's like, Hell okay, yeah. I'm going to take the five minutes and be in pain and then take, you know, the one day on Instagram and be made fun of by everybody yeah. and move on. I such a good perspective. I love that perspective because you're right. Like family businesses that do have like a brick and mortar, they bring their kids in all the time to help. Oh, you have no choice. Yes, absolutely. I think you're not sweating outside, freaking picking strawberries and milking cows. Okay. You guys could have, we could own a farm and that could be the family business. And my dad did. And so I have to tell them like, you could have been pops on the farm. Yeah. Sorry. You got to take care of the sheep and the goats and do no, you are literally looking cute. Taking a couple pictures. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I love that outlook. I've never heard like it from that perspective. Have your kids ever felt, cause you know, everything you do uh, when you're like a preteen teenager, everything your parents do is embarrassing. Yes. Have your kids ever felt like you were embarrassing them from being a person online? No, because we get stopped occasionally like mm-hmm. in public and they're like, oh my God, they think you're so cool. Aww, but then they that. get so cute because they're like, Oh my God, that lady like recognized me from the dancing video. Yep. Um, and then like we go to a church with like 3000 members, like a lot of kids go there, teenagers, like, um, early twenties and they like think I'm so cool. So my kids are like, yeah, my mom's cool. She's crazy. She embarrasses us, but we love, they love it. They don't have any qualms. I love that. I'm glad because you are cool. Okay. I, will you be okay. my mom? Hell yeah. Just <laughs> way too sweet. Seriously. Um, so as you said that your kids are literally like they grew up in this, right? How has your role as a content creator and what content you make, how has it changed from when they were like young, young to now that they are teenagers? I was extremely insecure, extremely mm-hmm. insecure when I first started skinny as a rail, but thought I was fat. I was comparing myself at the time to women who were really small and I was never going to be, I, you know, 
was always dieting at the time. And so because my mind was so messed up, I was putting the kids in the forefront and not like I literally hid behind them for the first couple of years because I felt I was just like, didn't look the part of a whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's changed in the sense that I don't mind putting myself out there. I don't mind being all out there um, for the world to see. And I don't hide behind my kids anymore. I love that. And they probably noticed that as well. Like me and Kelsey did literally a whole episode about this, but how much your parents, you know, view of themselves shifts your view of yourself. It like it's plays a great such episode. a role. <laughs> that was yeah. a wild, it was a wild episode. We really were, we were talking a little shit. Literally <laughs> it's titled, did our parents fuck us up? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that. That's it. Yes. Can me. you relate? <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love that they can feel that from you probably, you know, they're probably like, Oh my God, mom looks confident. She feels confident. And like, clearly you're the kind of person that like is comfortable, like talking about how you feel. That's such a cool thing. And you're probably going to notice down the road that it benefits them so much. Yeah. You know, I grew up where, you know, it almost came off as like, especially my dad, that he was perfect. Nothing was ever wrong. We didn't know any of his struggles. Mm -hmm. Um, and just even yesterday we were at my anniversary dinner and Ben and I were like, let's just, or lunch because Ben had to go to work. Let's bring the kids. And my, one of my assistants, um, gave me her notice cause she's moving. And I was just, you could just, they could so read sad. it. They could read my face. They were like, and I had showed the text to Ben and they were like, mom, what's going on? And immediately they were like, we will be there. We'll help you with Poshmark. We'll help you with this. We'll help. So I think it's good to kind of bring them in. They don't even need to know everything, mm -hmm. but that like, I'm sad sometimes and I'm hurt sometimes and I'm, I'm happy sometimes, but when I'm sad, I can't fake it. And, you know, so we brought them in and Ben was like, Hey guys, we're going to do this together. That kind of thing because I think we both grew up, he's, his family's very English and they mm -hmm. don't ever, they don't talk about nothing. I mean, it's hard for him to even say, oh yeah, I, I think I was depressed, you know, right, last yeah. year. Right. Yeah. It's like, I, I didn't know at the time, or maybe I was, I just didn't want to talk about it. I'm sorry. You know? Yes. And this so, is so common. Yeah. I feel like too. Oh yeah. So common, more common than we think. And I just want you to know, like, from everything you're saying, you are doing great as a mom. Mm -hmm. And I don't know your husband other than just when he appears on your Instagram, mm -hmm. but you guys seem like great parents. Um, and it seems like what, how you were raised really taught you, you know, sometimes we fall into the same patterns as our parents. Mm -hmm. And I really admire that. Um, and that about you, that you did not fall into the same pattern. And that is something that I am so afraid of when I have kids that I'm going to fall into the same patterns as I was raised. And you're giving me the confidence that I don't need to do that. So no, thanks for that. No. And you will catch yourself doing something, yeah. but that's, that's the cool part is that we are able to like kind of recognize and be like, okay, <laughs> let <laughs> me know, bring it in. <laughs> very similar parents. It's like they were over the top. And so I'm like, are we being over the top? He's like, no, like they have to be respectful. They, you know, whatever. I love that. I get it. I definitely get that too. Cause it's gotta be so hard. Like, do you find yourself learning constantly just like as a mom? I feel like that's one of those things that you look back and you're like, I don't know, with every little situation your kids are in, you probably learn more and more on how to handle them and how to be better. It, it seems terrifying, but you probably start to feel more confident. And do you feel like that now that they're older, you're like, I got this. <laughs> No, because uh, 
they keep growing and, and I've never done this before. So, and they're all so different. So I'm, you know, obviously in teen age mm-hmm. years of Ava, but the one underneath her is totally different. She's so actually a lot like me. So I have to like right. do things differently, constantly, constantly learning, but it's a lot of fun. It gets easier in the sense that they're older and we can have real conversations and right. talk about. Yeah, that's really cool. I, this actually brings us into the next few questions. So we have some just like really fun pop questions for you just to get to know you a little bit better. So this one, it's funny you mentioned like, what, <laughs> what do you learn from your kids? Because of this question's perfect. So what have you learned about life from your kids? About life. Oh, that's a good one. What have I learned about life? They're teaching me how to be just like more present and in the moment. Little things like watching a show together, going for a walk, hanging outside together, having a meal together. I didn't do that with my family. My dad worked three jobs. And then when he was home, he was like, wanted to be locked in his room. So I can find myself doing that too, being like, okay, guys, I just literally give me an hour. I just give me some space. But then we have our rituals. Every night we watch a show together as a family. Um, And then during the summer, every night we watch a movie together. Um, And so they're teaching me to kind of cherish these times. I mean, it's not going to last forever. And I don't want them to look back and say, well, yeah, mom's there, but she was like, always working or just didn't want to hang out with us. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's such a good like thing to bring up to how you mentioned, cause I feel like a lot of people say that they'll be like, okay, my parents provided, which of course was what they needed to do, you know? And like, I don't know. I think it seems so difficult to be like, I'm working hard to provide for you financially, but I also need to work hard to provide for you like emotionally on that level. And it seems like totally. that's like amazing that you're, that you guys have like things that you know you do together. It's such a good thing to have. I don't always feel like I'm doing a great job and, and I'm, I'm, I'm human. I'm, I'm selfish and I want my space sometimes, but um, knowing that I can do those things every day, I think it makes a difference. So you live in California currently, correct? Yes. If you could live anywhere, where would it be? Like no restrictions like at all. It's a hard question so hard because you know you think about friendships and all that stuff would your friends be there and Um, yes your friends your church your family every literally you can move everything you're where would you live as far as like because you travel so much so Mm. where would you live as far as like the destination i might be there i love california you would pick california i love it oh my god i love that where i live Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get kind of the best of both worlds. We're about one hour from Lake Tahoe. So if we want to get to the snow, we just yep. drive up. And then if I want to go to night wine country, that's only mm-hmm. an hour and a half away from where I live. San Francisco's two hours away. And then of course, Big Sur and all those places, Carmel, Monterey are only four hours away. All right, girl, so. I'm going to need you to stop <laughs> because I'm not going to be moving to California. I <laughs> We have Northern California on our, like, up there with where we need to travel and explore. So I'm, like, so excited just hearing you talk about all of this. Yeah, I mean, come on. Wine country and then the the mountains. It's crazy. Okay, I love that. So that definitely says something that you are in the place 
that you would literally dream to live. So good for you. We left here nine years. We left Connecticut nine years ago to be here. We had $10,000 in our account, which went toward moving, ended up Mm -hmm. here with nothing. Mm -hmm. And it's been a dream. I love it. I mean, there's certain things, of course, that I don't love about the state. Mm -hmm. Taxes are ridiculous for me. I mean, probably I should be living in Arizona. Yeah. um, Somewhere where the taxes don't hit us so hard. Florida. Yeah, I feel that. I I don't know about about California, but in Tennessee, I am recognized as a performer. So I have to pay a performer tax as well. Oh my God. Yes. Is that insane? It's like not cheap either. And I'm like, I am not a performer. I... I provide a service, but my <laughs> CPA called and that, that's what Tennessee said. I'm like, all right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So maybe I'm coming to California. I don't know. Here's the fun one. What's okay. your favorite drink? Gin and tonic. Yep. Ooh, okay. Oh yeah. Okay. If you had three wishes, what would you wish for? I feel like this is another hard one. I hate to ask it, but <laughs> gotta know. A long, healthy life for me and my kids. Like I want to kind of be you know still working out when I'm 90 like able to go for walks and stuff like that and see my kids and I I really my second would be to travel the world with my family yeah what are some places on your list well I'll be 40 in two years so we're putting money aside now for me um, we did a DNA test and it, it did show, even though I'm born in Jamaica, that my roots are over in, in Africa, obviously. So, so I want to go do a safari. I want to do two weeks in Africa with my kids. So I love that. That'll That's be so, cool. so amazing. Yeah. yeah. Please share so I can live through you. Oh, 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 oh yeah. <laughs> the, YouTube, the YouTube channel will be up and going, honey. I'm pumped to watch yeah. it. Okay. Wish number three. I love your wishes so far. Oh, thank you. I know this is silly, but I I want all my kids to find incredible mates. Just the second piece to the puzzle or what complete them. Um, I I found my soulmate, Ben is just the best. And it makes a difference who you are with, um, how you can really go through life. Coupled with that, that they are able to have kids and and serve, serve God here on earth. That's my third wish. Oh, I love that. That you have the biggest heart, and I'm so glad that I'm seeing it today. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about this next question because we're going from like so sentimental to like, okay, what's the strangest thing in your fridge? <laughs> strangest thing in my fridge. Ben has this beer from like years ago. Like, let me just blame it. Blame it on Ben. <laughs> I love that. Like a fermented it, moment. I don't. It's probably not good anymore, and it's mm-hmm. actually bad. He's holding on to it, I think, because they had made these beers specifically from for one of his partners that passed away she was literally 25 and died on the fourth like nightmare but he I'm like you can't drink this anymore it's been in our fridge since I don't know how long so she died in 2019 I don't know how long beers but I look at it every time and I'm like you're like it's about time we take it out of the fridge we can like frame it (laughs) like or empty the cans and hold on to the cans yeah that's a good point like do something cute to like sentimental purposes that's funny um jamie my fiance like doesn't own very many things but everything he does own is sentimental like that so that's funny oh my gosh yes last question uh if you could interview a famous person who would you choose and why 
probably Oprah. I love her. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's such a good pick. Yeah. Uh Yeah. You can't get a bad interview there. You really can't. (laughs) Only goodness. Oh, well, Ruthie, you have truly been a joy. I feel like a happier person after talking to you. (laughs) Genuinely. Um, Can you share where our listeners can follow you? A Ruthie Ridley is my Instagram, R-U-T-H-I-E-R-I-D-L-E-Y. Um, I also have a journal account. It's called Ruthann's Journal. My real name oh, is cool. Ruthann. Oh, beautiful. So, I love that. Um, yeah, Ruthann with no E. Got it. Um, and then it um, journal. And, and that's where I, I, I post all of my quotes and scriptures and encouragements. So it's really just like an art page. Yeah. Um, where, and then, um, yeah, that's Ruthie Ridley on TikTok as well. It's awesome. And soon to be YouTube. So I was going to say, keep an eye out for that. Um, All right. Awesome. We'll put that all in the show notes. Thank you so much, Ruthie. Thank you. Okay. Ruthie is so cute. Why do I feel like some people just like genuinely exude joy? Like, I don't know other people, you know, they feel joyful, but like they feel it on the inside with her. It's like so in your face, which I'm personally obsessed with. Yeah. Honestly, I like I touched about like the kid aspect. I just mm-hmm. admire so much with like how she manages everything and how she brings her kids into this lifestyle because nobody's really done it before this generation. You know what I mean? Like our parents weren't on Instagram. We didn't have to worry about stuff like that. So I really like to hear her point of view. And she made me really confident when it is time for us to have kids because um, you just kind of like go with the flow and you learn as you go, you know? Yeah, I love that. And I do love the perspective that her kids are a little older too. I feel like there's a lot of like, not in a bad way. I mean, it's like so many of our friends, a lot of mom bloggers who are like younger and, you know, have baby babies, which is like such a cool thing to get to see, especially when you're a young mom too. But I don't know. I just think she has such a cool, interesting perspective because as you know, her kids are like almost teens. It's like so neat to see that she's been able to balance it all. And even like, I don't know. I just think it's cool. Like this you know, being online is a hundred percent not for everybody. And as we say all the time, who knows where this career and industry will go, but I think it just goes to show you can make your dreams happen while you have, you know, a family and while you have other stuff going on, whatever those dreams may be. Um, it's definitely possible. So she was very, very motivating. I loved her. Yes. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We will catch you next time. See you next week. We love you. And if you need anything, don't forget to Call your girls. See ya.